it's a 7-2 decision saying that Obamacare stands, but I don't think that's what it said. And it's a 9 nothing decision in favor of Catholic social services. And I don't know how that even got to the court to begin with. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The Attorney General of Indiana is Todd Rokita. He joins us right now. The Indiana Attorney General's office was a part of this lawsuit. A series of states saying that Obamacare should be unconstitutional, bringing it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, sir, brings back a 7-2 decision against you. The 7-2 includes Clarence Thomas and Amy Coney Barrett, dissenting Neil Gorsuch and Samuel Alito. And they say that the state of Indiana, amongst others, Texas and others, do not have standing to bring this case before the court. What is it that you were trying and these states trying to do in this case? What does the standing conversation mean and where do you go from here? Uh, hey, Tony. Yeah, we're doing a lot of reading this morning on, on judicial opinions from the Supreme Court. Um, the first one uh, that you met, uh, uh, the one you're talking about now, um, you know, this is the third time that uh, states and individuals have been up to the Supreme Court on the, uh, the idea, the effort to try to get rid of Obamacare. And, and they're right and we're right to do so because it is an insidious law where the government uh, says you have to buy health care insurance, and if not on the, from the private sector, then from them. And, and it's just wrong in a free republic. So I've been fighting this battle for a while, even during my time in Congress, and, and in different formats. Now, this case that you're talking about today uh, started with our previous Attorney General administration, and now we're getting the result. Um, it's important to note, Tony, that the court here didn't decide Obamacare on the merits, right? They didn't just say, hey, Obamacare is constitutional or is not, or it's okay, or it's bad, or it's evil, or it's good. They used a procedural argument to bounce the states out of court before even getting to the merits. It's kind of like uh, what met, what this court and many others did on, uh, on the Trump lawsuits regarding the election. 60 lawsuits, maybe, but they weren't decided on the merits of what did voting or, or did cheating occur during the election last fall. They just were bounced out on procedural grounds. But this one uh, and, and others, even the, the voting ones, were based on standing, that that the states didn't have standing to be before them at all uh, in this case uh, because there was no injury. Um, so that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, and I can go into more detail on the standing. If when we wanna, get into uh, the idea of no injury, is that because the individual mandate was already removed and therefore th- yes. the, the, yes. the, the law itself has no teeth? That's exactly what they said. Now, the, the, it's still there. What, I, what we and other, me and myself and others did in Congress is we got rid of the penalty around the individual mandates. Remember, the individual mandate said under Obamacare, you must buy the insurance or you will get a penalty uh, through the IRS. And we, were le- we legislatively were able to take the teeth out of that and say, you know what? the individual mandate is still there in statute, but there's no penalties. But the court then jumped on that and said, in this case, that because the penalty of the individual mandate, the only provision that we did say was unconstitutional, has been reduced to zero, it no longer has any practical effect and thus cannot possibly injure 
the states that have sued. So that's what they did. That's how they used it to say we're balancing this out on standing because the states, in fact, have no injury. We made though, anticipating this, uh, a separate argument in, in our filings that said, no, 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 the rest of Obamacare is also unconstitutional, and those provisions that remain are inseverable to uh, this individual mandate. It's all together, right? You can't just, court, you can't just say, oh, well, the mandate, the individual mandate is zero, therefore there's no standing. We're, we were arguing about the rest of Obamacare, all the regulations that go with it, how it has driven up the cost of health care to individuals by tens of percentage points in the decade or so that it's been enacted. That's what we were going after. But the court, as far as we can tell in reading this decision so far, the court never addressed that argument. Talking to the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita. So now you and these other attorneys general, and you being a new to the Attorney General position in Indiana, this was your your predecessor, Curtis Hill, who was part of bringing this case forward. You, you all take this information back. Do you take another run at it, or is there a better way to run at it? Well, you know, consistent with the conservatives' pledge to do everything we can in every venue possible to get rid of this insidious law, um, you know, we're, we're going to look at every opportunity. But I will say, I will say that the the best way, when you when you ask the question that way, to get rid of this is legislatively. And 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 in the three cases that have occurred so far, you know, if you look at them holistically, you know, the court has bent over backwards to rescue this law. And and you can beat on the court for that and or or, or, or if you're on the other side of the issue, oh, oh, praise them. But really, this is policy. And conservatives who uh, like me, so who, who don't want an activist court, have to then acknowledge, as I do, that the best way to solve this is in Congress. And Tony, I'll remind, I'll remind us that we were one vote away from getting rid of the whole dang thing until John McCain, frankly, and his ego gave us the famous thumbs down on the Senate floor a couple years ago. Everyone did their job on the conservative side. We all voted to get rid of this thing, lock, stock and barrel. And people ego, should note that we got a thumbs down and, and, and a thumb in the face of, of Donald Trump due to John McCain. People should note that Todd Rokita spent uh, quite a few terms as a congressman uh, from Indiana as well. This brings us to one more case, sir. This is about, uh, call it about religious freedom, Catholic social services, about whether or not they should be banned from uh, the program in Philadelphia, uh, adoption programs or foster programs, because they exclude same-sex couples. The Supreme Court, in a 9-0 decision saying no, they haven't done anything wrong. I'm a little surprised that the court went this way, although I, I think that a conversation of religious freedom is always acceptable. Take us through the case. Yeah, so this is a, I say we're doing a lot of reading this morning. Here's another one. Uh, 9-0 Supreme Court decision uh, saying that, you know what, city, uh, government, you cannot uh, have a policy that gives exceptions to your non-discrimination policy, but then... When, when, when an organization like Catholic um, Charities, Catholic Social Services, uh, comes and says, yeah, well, we got an exception. You know, our doctrine, our faith, and I'm Catholic for full disclosure, says, you know, <clears throat> we don't believe in 
homosexual marriage, you, and, and so you deny them for that, um, is is unconstitutional. It's against the rights. It's against the best interests of, of 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 children, and and that's what the court did today. So it was a victory for religious liberty, uh, the recognition of religious liberty. So the real question now, I think, Tony comes in, and this will be probably the next case on this. What happens when a government entity has a no exception policy, absolutely no exceptions to their uh, to their program uh, and the non-discriminate discrimination aspects of it? Um, how will that be viewed by this court? Well, th- th- this court certainly uh, has shown us that. Uh, while while I see so many of them as wholly political, I'm seeing some things that at least should give us hope. And today, these two decisions alone uh, give a little something for everyone. Attorney General Todd Rokita, the Attorney General of, of Indiana, uh, AG Todd Rokita, you can find him on social media. I appreciate taking the time uh, to be with us and to give us the update. 40% of teachers want critical race theory as part of civics education? Uh, I can't believe it, but we're going to go through it. And speaking of religious liberty, they're going after the cake bakers again. The same cake bakers. This is Tony Katz today.